Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Well, we're back. I mean, we are definitely back. It's been a very long hiatus for time. Not as long as the beginning when... We started out at the beginning of this year. But. So, um, let's see, just, you know, I'll let you, build, you know, start with your, you know, what has gone on since we last were live yeah. in terms of your life. Uh, well, you know, there's been um, a lot of family stuff going on, some health stuff with my partner, and that's all resolved now. Uh, work is super busy, so that's good. I just finished the edit for uh, my next book that's coming out on January 8th called Witches, Heretics, and Warrior Women. So that's really fun. So and that's done, right? So like I don't have to look at that manuscript anymore. It's off to the printer. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and I am working on the next book because now that's what I do. Um, and I have some fun like Halloween things happening. There is a an online event called the Gathering of the Witches that is the twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. And I'm doing a workshop from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time on the 23rd. So that's going to be real fun. And then there's another event on actually Halloween. uh, Mm -hmm. And it is called the Gather the Witches. Uh, And I'm going to be on two different discussion panels on Halloween. One of them, I have to look now because I can't remember. One of the panels is about tarot tips and tricks. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, on Halloween Day. And then the other panel is called Sex, Deities, and Rock and Roll. And that's at noon Eastern. I know, right? Uh, uh, That's Eastern time um, on Halloween. So it's kind of fun. And they're all online. I believe everything from these two different events is being recorded. So if you um, sign up, you have up to six months to watch the recording before they disappear. So it's kind of exciting. You know, I always am booked a lot in October, like, you know, over the years, October tends to be a pretty busy month. And even though folks still aren't really doing a lot in person, it's kind of fun to be busy in October, even though it's all online stuff. So, so that's happening. That's pretty exciting. Uh, How are you, Elvira? What's up in your world? Well, well, Everybody's going to notice that I sound with this deep, throaty, sexy voice that um, I succeeded in finally succumbing to allergy slash cold. So I was, there have been um, some things that my daughter and her family did, one of which was um, last week go out to a 
pumpkin patch and maze. And they had two. One was a small one for the kids. And one was a huge one for the adults. And they're all done in corn, right? So, you know, you've got to realize we're in a human environment, even though it's, it's we left and started at, like, I think, five our time, but we still stayed human. And it was dust, and it was dirt, and it was all kinds of, you know, pollens. So I was out doing my thing, and my body, of course, said, you're fucking walking so much? What the hell is wrong with you? You haven't done this much walking since you were in California. <laughs> yeah. And part of it was like, body's going, yes, this is good for you. And the other part is like, they're sore parts. But I didn't realize that not only you know, was this part of the entourage of things, but the the pollens. And then because we've had major temperature changes, so it's, it's worse than California microclimates because we go from cold and rainy and super windy to warm and humid and then in between. So my body decided, yeah, my body does not, (laughs) it did not function well. So obviously I went ahead, went to the chiropractor on Tuesday. And of course, chiropractors are really great. I love them. I, you know, my father was one. I have lived with that as a alternative way to help your body Mm -hmm. but one of the things it does is when you do put everything in alignment it flushes everything so it isn't about just getting rid of your pain but if all of this congestion that has been puttering around it just suddenly it like opens the tap and lets everything out so of course you know no fever just a lot of congestion and nasal drip and coughing so by no the, uh, yesterday no fun I had a low voice and I sound, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to talk I was really waiting till mm-hmm. this morning to call you and either say we're off or just continue <laughs> on our way to do it yeah. so now at least I sound I can talk but I just sound like the you know that sultry froggy voice um right and so there's that. And then on, on top of that, yesterday was my daughter's 36th birthday. Now, oh, normally uh, I was really excited about, you know, 36 and all of this, but this is the first birthday I have been with her in 21 years to celebrate it. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, big, big, big thing. And, you know, of course, I took her out to lunch from her work. And um, they have strange things here. They have a four-day mid, what they call fall break for the kids. Mm. And so her stepdaughter was with me. And so we went there, and her husband, who was working in the area, he met us. And so we went to this place, and we had a you know a meal. And then yeah. um, they, they went to work, and then they wanted to play pool. So they played a couple of games of pool, picked up my granddaughter, and came home had our dinner, our birthday cake, you know, which I had gotten in, you know, all the different things. And then at 1030 at night, we are carving pumpkins outside. <laughs> so you got to realize that their time schedule, and of course they're supposed to go to work tomorrow, which would have been today, right. right? And I'm just like going, okay, we're carving pumpkins. And so we did that, and my granddaughter a five-year-old, a six-year-old, what actually. She didn't want to get her hands inside to all the goo. So they gave her little plastic gloves, right? Well, she kept talking about getting the guts out. We're getting the guts of the of the uh, pumpkin out. Yeah. And really into that. And then finally, after I finished my pumpkin, I looked at my daughter and I go, I got to go. It's like 1130. I love you all. I'm going home. Well, obviously, there were a couple of pumpkins that were being finished. Aurora wanted to get her hands into it, so she basically got her hands into the goo in the guts of the pumpkin without the plastic gloves. Bree wanted to take a picture, but her hands were all icky, too, so um, <laughs> it was never immortalized for, you know, this year. But I thought it was kind of cute that she's talking about the pumpkin interior stuff and guts, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> there you are. So... um that's kind of, and then, of course, this weekend, because they have drag cars. They, they race drag cars. Right. Or has one. Right. Or has one. They've been working on it. 
they're going to go on um, Saturday to a place just over the border in Missouri. And they wanted to know if I wanted to go, and I looked at them and said, I love my daughter, I love watching this. But I go, no, it's not because it's hot, it's because it's loud. Because mm-hmm. literally in 60, well, let me, let me back up here. So we have to go to, give or take, 50-some-odd years. Yeah. I have never done cruise night. Ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. And they did a cruise night with their vehicles here in the area. And I went. And, of course, I sat in one of the cars and that they drove. And it's loud and it's musclery and, you know, you get there. And I realized that that was only about an hour. Yeah. And I'm going, uh, I don't think so. My body <laughs> said, you can now use thing. the age. Not my thing. I can use the age card. It's really fine. So... Um, <laughs> That's where they will be tomorrow, um, and I'm just sitting here, kind of going, "Okay, guys, you just—I mean, they're just buzzing. They're going full hog, no pun intended. Yeah. That's Razorback um, mascot is a Razorback hog here in the for the uh, University of Northwest Arkansas. That's their college um, football, and I'm like, yeah. going, mm-hmm. this is where I show my age. So, not out." <laughs> doing drag racing with them or at least watching and then don't stay up till one o'clock carving pumpkins and whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, what's been happening, you know, is a period of different things. I'm actually getting back online with Lucky Mojo to do um, some um, remote work for them because you know, they have things that they wanted me to continue to do, and that was fine, but we had computer issues, and this was before Mercury Retrograde, and then <laughs> I actually sat down and did two hours of the process and realized, um, you know, I had it down to a real, I could do it really fast, but first of all, yeah. I was on a computer with a keyboard, and laptops are different, they have a different yeah. way of, you know, feel, but it was like, it was kind of like going, my fingers wanted to go, what the hell are you doing? So, yeah. You know, but there, like, there is everything. I mean, condensed into a few sentences. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we're kind of just doing our thing. I've kept, you know, it's funny, I still get nixels and, you know, alerts. Um, yeah. Because I still have dear friends, you being one of them, that lives in the area. So it's kind of like, rather than wait for some report that, you know, always has skews of whatever's going on or they kind of, you know, blow things out of proportion, at least this time I get, you know, I know what's happening. But luckily you guys haven't had any. Major. No, I'm, I'm knocking on wood because this is the second time it's come up today where I've talked to someone who is aware of fire season but not doesn't live here and and you know it's knocking on wood. It's been um, it's been excellent. And for folks who you know care or or are local to Northern California, there's a new app that is called uh, Watch Duty. And it was created by Sonoma County people, but it now includes Lake County and Napa County and a, and a couple other counties. I can't remember. But basically, as soon as a fire is reported, they send out a text message through the Watch app, and they send updates through the Watch app. And it has done wonders for my anxiety around the fire stuff because any time and, – and a lot of fires break out. Like, there's – uh, there's a pretty large homeless population in the area, and a lot of the fires that are happening in the remote areas are caused by homeless encampments. It's just a part of life. Like, it's, it happens. Um, there's been a few fires because people are on the hottest freaking day of the year where there's a red flag warning uh, doing yard work, and uh, <laughs> it's the stupidest yeah. freaking thing. Don't do that, people. Uh, but anytime there's been a fire, I get a text message immediately where it is, who's on scene, how how fast it's moving, how big it is, and then you get consistent updates. And it's just, it's been great because now instead of being like, oh, my God, I smell smoke, I just, I already know what's going on. It's been really great. Yeah. Technology, sometimes it's good. 
<laughs> I know, I know. It's kind of like you're like, oh my gosh. So yeah, that that that's part of it. I haven't quite gotten into the um, here because I don't know. I have to, you know, I have to check in because it doesn't sound like they have Nixle here. Right. Um, it may yeah. be only California, but we were driving uh, yesterday to go to the restaurant and summer my granddaughter and, and her myself and we come down this one area and it's called highway 12 believe it or not and <laughs> it has by far the worst drivers that it's not just the the um the road i mean there are a couple of blind spots that a road comes into highway 12 it's a blind spot it's had a lot of accidents, right? That is, yeah. you get that. But then there are these other areas, and it's just because people want to go fast, and they can't navigate the curves. And, of course, yeah. then they plunge off <laughs> into um, the ravine because they have steep things that kind of where the road is and on either side in some areas because not only of the way the hill runs, but for snow, you know, and rain. Right. So they, right. you know, they engineered it that way. Anyway, we were sixth in line. All of a sudden we come to this giant stop and all these fire trucks keep coming up from behind us to two lane road. And I was able to get out and I had seen what the car had done. It lunged off into the side area. You know. We were waiting there and waiting. And finally we decided we would turn around and use this other route and got out of there. Well, as it turned out, we came home. And then within 15 minutes after coming home, another part of that area had another major accident. Yikes. So I was just like going, oh, well, this is par for the course. But then Gernville Road does that, too. Yeah. Where, you know, Forest Hill and Metal. (laughs) Yep. So it's not like, it's just their time. (laughs) There are times when you feel like people should have more common sense, not to try yeah. and change, turn around and go around you on a blind curve. Yeah. I mean, that's... Common sense isn't so common. I know. <laughs> I know. Ain't that the truth? So. Well, should we get into it? I think so. Well, I still have All a voice. Right. Yeah, Exactly. All right, folks, so today you have the excitement of listening in to our Ask the Witch segment, which we do every few months. We have an episode where we do nothing but answer the questions that you've sent in. So if you're like, what? I didn't know this existed. You can still submit a question because we'll do it again in a couple of months. The way to submit a question is to go to our website, cauldron.com. There's a little questionnaire form to fill out to have your questions submitted. And we usually get to the majority of the questions. Uh, We don't always get to all of them. So if you have submitted a question and we didn't answer it and you really want your question answered, resubmit it. If you submitted it before and we didn't get to it today, please resubmit your question. And to be clear, these are questions about witchcraft, paganism, our personal practices, uh, things that we've never talked about on the show before that you'd love for us to banter about. And on a smaller scale, if there's a specific situation in your life that you'd like us to pull some tarot cards on, we can do that too. But we usually only do a couple of those per Ask a Witch episode. So if we get a ton of them, you have a less likely chance of getting that question answered, just so you know what you're in for. <laughs> so on that note, okay. here we go. Okay, that's it. <clears throat> you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So our first uh, question comes from Wendy, and it says, "I'm wanting to buy a box of tarot cards. Any recommendations on which ones to purchase would be helpful." You want to start on that? What do you think? Well, what do you suggest sure. to new people? Well, it, you know, if you're starting out without any kind of knowledge, and you're going to learn, like you know, beginners tarot kind of a thing, um, mm-hmm. the Rider Waite deck is a very good deck. It's very well written about in all kinds of um, books along with the actual deck and its little pamphlet. 
Um, it has certain images that other decks that have been made kind of keep in touch with. So it's mm-hmm. like the jumping off point. I know that, you know, we have an older deck, the Marseille deck. But again, if you're looking to get something that's more acceptable to what's happening in our world, these cards have that more modern version. And yeah. then it would be a second deck after that that you would maybe feel a draw to. Some people like cats mm-hmm. and they have a cat tarot. Um, others do, you know, like there's um, Crowley's Thoth deck. Um, right. I have one that is called the Witch's Tarot. Um, I used to use, uh, gosh, what was it that I used? Hanson Roberts for a long, long oh, yeah. time. And they do have certain things. Now, because of the Witch's Tarot, it's very more pagan. It has more, you know, emphasis on that. But does mm-hmm. some of the standards. So I'd start with a very common deck, Rider Waite, and yeah. then branch off because you'll see the similarities, then you'll see the differences, and what draws you to it. Um, I know that one time I got all excited about one of the decks that, you know, because I had a store, and, of course, the issue was I'd buy three for the store and one for me. So you know, <laughs> I that have was no idea what that is like. <laughs> I was going to say, you wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no. And, um, yeah. So um, there were a couple I really liked, but unfortunately never used. And not because yeah. they weren't decks, but because I could not get attached to it. It was pretty, oh, yeah. Yeah. it was romantic, it had whatever, but it didn't really speak. It didn't connect mm-hmm. with the part of my energy that connects with Tarot. So that's my thought yeah. on it. What are yours? Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Rider Waite Smith is the deck I suggest to new folks because most, not all, but most of the other tarot decks are based off of that system. So once you learn it, it's really easy to translate it. It's, um, and I totally agree with what you're saying too. Like you want to vibe with it. So if you really don't like the look of the Rider Waite Smith, then, you know, start with something else. I feel like you should like it. You know, you should love looking at the imagery. You should have some sort of connection to the artwork. Like that should appeal to you. And that's really important. And then you can, you know, learn all the systems to it. But I have a deck. Uh, it's called the Druid Craft Tarot deck. I was in a workshop and someone else had that deck and I just fell in love with it. And I ordered the deck. It's the, it's the one I use all the time. I've been using it for like a decade. It's well-worn. And I like the artist so much. I've purchased other decks that he's made but they're different. They're like a different spin or the suits are called different things. Or it's like there's a, an Oracle deck that's all about plants. And although I love the artwork, I don't like the deck because it's, the other decks are too far removed from the main tarot symbolism, you know. So um, trusting your gut and what appeals to you is important. But the Rider Waite Smith is a really great deck to start with. Agreed. And then agreed. And we do have other um, podcasts that we have discussed, the Major Arcana mm-hmm. and yeah. each one of the cards. Uh, we've done, I believe, another one on general on Tarot. So yep. there are other things yeah. that you could delve into from what we have discussed. Um, that is true. For that. So, okay. So Amanda yeah. says, I can hear things. I heard a knock at the door and our dogs didn't bark heard my mom and she wasn't home. I heard my cat meow the day after he passed. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that would definitely qualify for the veil thinness between the physical and the non-physical or spirit realm. Yeah. Um, and I would say that I would hedge on this one and say that possibly your cat passing <laughs> enlightened that uh, veil to thin but these other mm-hmm. things had already been happening, and that was, you know, the, that was the the circumstances that they're trying to get your attention, and it's not evil. It's definitely a positive because it sounds like all these things are like uh, 
um, pay attention, uh, yeah. open yourself to the, the spirit realm, there's some messages coming in. Yeah. My take on it, what's yours? I, yeah, I agree. And I, I'm always going to give like a mundane um, thing as well, you know, like go get your hearing checked, you know, like just make, go yeah. make sure there, there's not actually something um, you know, physical going on, right? Because sometimes a, a, a thing is just a thing and not a, a spiritual component. Uh, but, you know, maybe your psychic ability is coming online. Maybe you're a, a medium and that's coming online. Um, it's definitely not unusual for folks to hear animals or knocking or noises, things like that, when they have an easier connection uh, working with those realms, right? And my opinion is we all can. We all can commune with the other worlds. It's just some of them, some of us have an easier time of it than others. So it could be your skills are waking up or coming online and, and it's something to pay attention to. So you might also want to get um, a teacher or work with um, someone who can help you hone in your intuitive or psychic abilities. You know, there is a very popular book called Psychic Witch by Matt Arn that talks, um, the whole book is about how to activate your psychic abilities and it has tons of exercises and things like that on how to to up-level your skills. So it might be time to up-level your skills and connect in more to that part of you. And depending on when this has happened, we are in the season. I mean, if it's within the autumn season, things have been starting to happen. We are mm-hmm. getting Samhain, which is, you know, that time when the veil is truly the thinnest. And right. so, you know, things are starting to kind of go, yo, pay attention. We got, you know, something going on mm-hmm. we want to commune with you. So it's it's a lot of a lot of variables, but as Phoenix yeah. says, please go take care of the physical rather than just assume because we said it or I said it that it is spiritual because there are, you know, certain um conditions that actually create mm-hmm. that. Um I right. brought to mind the T V series, believe it or not, yes, Hallmark actually has a TV series <laughs> called The Good Witch. Oh yes, I love that show. It's so sweet. Yes. Yes. And it to me it's kind of one of those shows that shows who and what we really are in this day I know, and age. right? Yeah. You know? Like not, I, it is exciting, but it's pretty realistic. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's realistic about when you walk in and something happens or you feel the energy coming in and you say, hi, Sam, which is her next-door right. neighbor. You know? Right. Um, so, but one of those is that her next-door neighbor is a, as an actual MD, and she has this ancient house that they use as a bed and breakfast in, obviously. So someone comes to stay, and he starts seeing ghosts. And he sees different right. ghosts and, you know, this kind of a thing. And eventually he's all weirded out. Well, she basically said, you should see Sam. Well, as it turns out, he'd had an MRI procedure which had damaged a little section of his brain which was actually creating this image. So it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't to negate what you saw, but it shows that there are other things that can do right. that and it could be an actual medical situation. So yeah. 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 So it's good to but, check all the things just in case. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um do you want to do one more? We'll do Dolly and then the two readings we can do after our break. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. All right. Well, I'll yeah. let you start with Dolly. So let's see. Dolly says, hi, I was wondering how can I contact my spirit guide or animal? And I love this question. Uh, first of all, I would highly recommend a book by Ted Andrews called Animal Speak. It yes. was written in the 90s. It is specifically about working with animals as um, allies and guides. And there is actually a a trance meditation in that book that you can either record yourself and then play back, or you can have a friend or a coven mate or whoever read it to you and walk you through the process. 
And there is like a discovering your animal guide right in that book that I have walked, not probably not hundreds, but dozens at least of people through this working and to find their animal connection. Um, so that's one thing. You can also just start paying attention, like what animals keep showing up in your dreams or in your actual life or what animals do you feel a connection to or want to have a relationship with. It doesn't, uh, you might not necessarily have one animal guide you might have a few or a dozen you know it doesn't just have to be one so so start thinking about what animals you're curious about or interested in or what animals energetics you could use um you know do you need to be more courageous maybe you want to start working with the lion energy you know stuff like that so there's lots of ways to do it and it this is such a fun exploration to begin uh i would say do all the things (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try it all. Definitely. Yeah. All of them. It's funny because I tend to, I mean, it's not like I look at every single animal that floats by as something, but yeah. I will look at, like, the day that I got here, I had to go to a pet supply place, and my uh, step-granddaughter navigated me there. And we got out of the car, and next door to where my car is sitting on the side mirror of the car next to us is this huge praying mantis, you oh, know? Cool. And I looked at it, and she's going, it's a praying mantis. And I go, yes. And, I, you know, I kept it in my mind. And when I got home, I found my book and, and looked at yeah. it because it was out of nowhere. I mean, we're in a major parking lot with no mm-hmm. trees or anything around, and you're, like, going... And if you stayed on that vehicle from wherever you originally were, that's pretty intense not to get yeah. pulled off. So there's that. And obviously, you know, guides come in many different forms. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't always happen to be a, an animal. That doesn't always have to be an angel. Um, right. Sometimes it's something we least likely experience. And you, the, there's a lot of things about making sure that you see their feet and, you know, there's certain things that are catchphrases to make sure that these are true guides offering help yeah. and not a deceiver. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure that uh, there are, you know, the, and again, someone who can work with you uh, to help you uh, get their shamanic uh, shamans that, do trance work can help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know that can help bring you into contact. Um, I had one that I can't tell you. It was like the name, hi, I'm Jin I'm or some, uh, some weird name. And it was just like, I'm going, who the hell are you? You know? <laughs> why are you, what are you talking about? And as right. it turned out, eventually, through exploration, I found out he was one of the eight immortals in the um, Buddhist tradition, which hmm. I wasn't into. So, of course, right. I was like, whatever, okay, you're you're hanging out with me. We'll go from there. Yeah. So, and sometimes they stay forever. Sometimes they're only there for specific things. So. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I would add as well is to keep in mind that You know, an animal ally could be a mammal, it could be an ocean being, it could be a river being, it could be a bug, it could be a bird, Uh, it it could be uh, an extinct creature. It's not necessarily something that's alive today. So there's a wide range of energetics from that realm. So, you know, if you go through this process and a Tyrannosaurus Rex shows up in your vision or your questing, don't think that's wrong. Right, it, it, that absolutely could be a valid ally. So keep that open as well, because I know at least for me, sometimes I can get very uh, mammal focused, and I forget that there's fish and reptiles and frogs, and you know, there's like much more than just mammals. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's because we are mammals, we relate yeah. more to like our kindred community. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, my granddaughter loves dragons. Well, she went through a major phase of dinosaurs. This is a little girl. This is like she was four years old when she was picking out dinosaur tops 
and and then I realized that dinosaurs are just another version of a dragon, most of them. Totally. You know, so, but it was, it's interesting how you, you know, kind of, you got to think outside boxes to be able to get yeah. to this. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's such a fun thing to explore. So I hope you have fun exploring that part of your spiritual life. And Definitely. thanks for the question. Yes, yes. So I think we should do our um, our commercial break. break. Yes, take our little break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Uh, I love that you music. <laughs> it, takes, it always takes me back to, you know, the, the I Dream of Genie. I'm sorry. It's, it's like yeah. that was what I grew up with. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, so um, we have two readings. They're short. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you want to go with Donna? Sure. Let me pull my thing back up. Donna, she says, my husband sees other women. He does not know I know. This is my question. Can you see what's going to happen? So that's a very broad question, Donna. Uh, yep. Can we see what's going to happen? So let's see. I'm shuffling. I pulled my uh, Druidcraft Tarot deck out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Elvira and her cough. I know. Okay. Cough, cough. Blah. Okay. So here's what. Well, this isn't fun. So I pulled three cards. I have the moon first out of the gate so the moon like that sometimes I just have to laugh at how obvious the tarot is the moon is what's already happening there's secrets there's things happening under the surface and not only is your husband keeping a secret you're keeping a secret because you know about the secret but you're not telling him you know about the secret right so there's there are secrets there's things happening under the surface there is movement and shifting now the next two cards are no fun I have the Nine of Swords and the Five of Swords. So we have a lot of swords here. The Nine of Swords is, is sometimes this card is referred to as the nightmare. The imagery is a, a person sitting up in their bed. It's dark. There are nine swords hanging above them on the wall. Their head is in their hands as though they've had a nightmare, right? So this, is, this sucks. This is hard. This isn't what you want. This is you realizing what the thing that you don't want is the truth of what's going on and that it can be really difficult and that moves to the five of swords which is a card of conflict so what i what i would say based on these three cards is what's likely is that this situation will come out uh, whether you get fed up and um confront him or whether he slips and makes an obvious mistake or whether he admits whatever uh, or someone else tells you what's going on like at some point this will be revealed it will no longer be kept hidden and then the five of swords is the conflict what happens from that fighting and arguing and and having the battle it doesn't necessarily tell me where that battle goes whether it's there's potential from the five of swords for healing. There's potential for reconciliation and there's potential for things ending. So beyond things coming to light and things being revealed, I don't have much more to offer. We could pull more cards. We could do a longer reading, but that's not what we do on the show. We do a three card reading and give you the basics 
to your answer. So if you do want to see beyond the secrets being revealed, you might want to get a reading from someone local or book an appointment with me or Elvira or do something um, for more information because that's all that I got. What about you, Elvira? Did you pull cards? Of course I pulled cards. I'm looking at them like, well, of course I did. Well, I have the Ace of Cups, which is, you know, with four streams of water. So there are many avenues. The, the, the cup is overflowing, and it doesn't necessarily mean overflowing in a good way. I feel that he feels he needs more attention, more emotional um, action in his life to his his desires of what he wants. Um, the Ten of Wands, obviously, is the burden, and it's not only the burden that you carry, but his burden is that mm-hmm. he hasn't been, as you say, truthful. Yeah. And, you know, that dynamic, which is the temperance card ending point of reference, is there, you know, there will be an interruption. There will be a moment where everything is going to come to a halt. All things will come out, and then it will be up to the two of you to decide where that's going to go and how it's going to look. Um, there's something he feels and I get the feeling that there's family dynamics that he feels compelled he must take care of Um, and that's another when people feel trapped they run to things whether they run to alcohol or drugs or sex they run Mm -hmm. so there may be something outside of just his desire of you know attention and emotion is there maybe yeah. something that isn't being fulfilled within the relationship or feeling trapped that he can't, you know, he can't say things. So, yeah. So that's pretty much what I got on that one. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Well, and I've already forgotten. Hang on. Let me go back. Donna. So, um, you know, hopefully that gives you a little bit of information. Uh, good luck with your situation. And, you know, we wish you well. And, you know, again, finding someone to give you more insight through um, the deeper tarot reading, um, yeah. remedial work that you can try working on um, to help on a magical level. Um, yeah. I tend to avoid the dark magic, which is forceful. Um, I usually use sweetening agents, things like that would be the suggestion, but it's up to you where you want to go. So There you have it. There we go. Okay. Mitchell is, I am under a spell or voodoo. Um, okay. So... <sighs> As far as how do you know you're under a spell or voodoo is, you know, another statement. But um, I would look at at that as I am under instead of am I under should be the way. It would probably be better worded. So I will look at the process to see if there is a spell or voodoo that is being done. but again, what we just told Donna is a longer reading would be good and also any kind of remedial work to go with that. So, but what I have here is Knight of Pentacles, which would, in my opinion, of course, that would say yes, that you have mm-hmm. some kind of... Um, spell or voodoo that is on you, but in reality, I don't know if it's as bad as, you know, it's, it's evil. You've got the two of cups. So I have mm-hmm. a feeling there's a love spell right. <laughs> that is working on this. And you've got the ten of swords, which in essence, you know, it's death and renewal. So it may be somebody that you broke up with and wants mm-hmm. to be with you, um, that kind of a thing. It has something to do with that. So, yeah. um, again, I would definitely say 
a longer reading, more detailed, and, you know, then going on to some kind of remedial work once you get more details on the reading. Yeah. What do you have? Yes. So I pulled three cards. I pulled the Queen of Wands, which I would take as a yes, especially based on the deck that I'm using. It's, you know, a woman holding a wand up as though she's casting a spell. Uh, wands I often associate with love magic. There you go. So then the second card I have is the fair lit card. In a traditional deck, it's temperance. So I would take that as a no, typically. Like, no, you're not cursed. You're not hexed. You're, you know, whatever. The third card I pulled is the five of cups. This, again, I would question as, as a yes. You've probably been um, hexed or cursed, and it's probably related to love. So because I was getting very conflicting answers, I cut my deck. And what I pulled, as you were giving your reading about relationship, I pulled the lovers. So I completely agree. If I look at all of these cards together, I would say that there's likely to be a former lover or relationship. Um, I don't think it's very strong, but I do think someone's got their hooks in. So you may just want to do you know, some basic cleansing. We've done other episodes about clearing hexes or negative spells or whatever. Uh, it doesn't seem like something that's huge and problematic. I think it's something you can take care of pretty easily. You know, like take this prescription and you'll be fine. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. So, um, well, that helps uh, Mitchell definitely. And uh, yeah. I think... It's kind of interesting how, and you know, when we do readings um, on the show or in this manner, it's interesting because we're not even, we weren't in the same area mm-hmm. when we were doing it when I lived in California. Now we're definitely not in the same area because I live in right. Arkansas. So it always amazes me how the energy of readings and spirit and things of that nature transcend the physical world. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny when like similar cards show up or the same card that happens quite a bit when we do readings. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have one more right now that we can work on. Yep. And I will let you read it as my voice is beginning to get a little raspier, but no problem. All right. So this one comes from Henry. And Henry says, I was told by three psychics that I have a cloud of negative uh, negativity hovering over me, which gives me bad luck and has also affected my family, our finances, our health. I've even lost jobs. I also contacted a Wiccan. She's a friend and did a spell to get it off, but it didn't work. The negativity was too powerful. I was told by a psychic that it was put on my family by someone who cast an evil spell because of jealousy. I've absorbed it, and although I've tried to do cleansings, it's not working. What do I do? So this kind of goes back to the previous question about whether someone's under a spell or not. Um, you know, so first of all, I'm, anytime someone says, oh, you have a cloud of negativity or you've been cursed, you always got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, however, you've had several people give you the same answer. You've seen how this has impacted your family in different ways and shapes and forms. So it does seem like you're probably working with something um, negative that's been thrown at you or your family in some way, shape, or form. And having one friend do a working that didn't work, like that doesn't mean you're screwed or you should give up, right? Like there's, there's other things to do. And my opinion When it comes to clearing negative energy or a curse or anything like that, my opinion is that you need to do the work. You can't pay someone else to do it. I mean, you can pay for backup and help, but you need to be doing cleansing. You need to cleanse your home. You need to cleanse your body. You need to perhaps um, work with someone about clearing your energy field if that's not something that you can you have experience with on your own, but you need to actually be doing stuff. You can't just ask someone else to do it for you. Um, you know, cause I do a lot of uncrossing work for clients, but I never do it if they are not going to do work as well. We do things together and I back them up. Right. Exactly. So that's probably, you know, yeah, you need to be doing some cleansing work. And like we said, with Mitchell's reading, we've done episodes on, 
clearing, um, you know, cross conditions of doing uncrossing spell work. There are lots of readers and root workers and, and spell workers out there who can help or, you know, at least get you in the right direction on how to clear this up. Uh, it's definitely clearable. You just need to take some more steps and you need to make sure you're physically doing stuff too. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I definitely would concur with the psychic who said it was put on your family. Um, you mm-hmm. have. I just pulled some cards. The tower, which mm. definitely that's is, no fun. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> then you've got the devil, which in my card. Oh, is damn. Shadow side. Yeah. So, um, but I think that it has. It has to do with the paternal side, more than the maternal. And because you've got the king of swords. So I kind of suspect the jealousy um, or the negativity is coming through that. And in the Hawaiian tradition, we as physical embodiments on this earth are the, the nexus, the, the, the crossover. And we can do the work and release the energies back into our ancestors and also for our descendants, meaning our children our children's children, but it is us that needs to do the work. And by doing that, you will, you will clear it. So I agree with Phoenix that there is definitely um, cleansing and um, clearing. Uh, and there's also forgiveness. Sometimes we, we make light yeah. of that because how could I forgive someone who has done such tragedy to me? <laughs> That's true. But... yeah. My husband used to say, you can forgive the person, you don't have to like them, okay? You don't right. have to associate right. with them. Yeah, forgiveness the is idea, something you do for yourself, not for them. Exactly. Yeah. It's to release that hook, that energy hook that keeps yeah. it in there. And since it sounds like it's been a ways back, it wouldn't necessarily be something that you personally, as an individual, might feel so attached to, but because you are the one that is embodied and opening to this kind of thing and, you know, looking at it from this perspective, it allows you to be the one that moves the energy and dispels the energy. Um, And it isn't overnight. That's the one thing I, I really, I love Harry Potter and all of the wonderful shows that they have spawned, but realistically... It isn't, you know, overnight. It takes a while because time is spirit is non-existent. For us, it is yesterday and tomorrow and all these things. And so we have um, a linear construct we deal in, and that is, um, I think, our clutch that we need to give up. So, but... So that's my take on it. Yeah, exactly. But, and that, so uh, that brings us to the end of our questions for this round. So that was fun. Yes. We wound up with some interesting questions and a theme. A theme seems to work out. Sometimes we have that in shows yeah. where we have, you know, ask the niche. And sometimes they're all over the map. So Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but thanks to everyone who did write in and took the time. And again, we do an Ask a Witch segment every couple of months. So if there is a, a topic you'd like to hear Elvira and myself talk about, if there is a question that you have about your own practice or clarification that you might want, uh, if you'd like a little mini reading on a situation that's going on, please do submit your questions and again to do that you go to witchpriestesscauldron.com which is our website and there is a little questionnaire for you to fill out it's basically your name your email and your question it's not complicated and then we'll get to that on our next ask a witch segment definitely and the next one that we have coming up on our schedule is a um, re-recording of that we put up on we do this with every Sabbath and, mm-hmm. of course, Sawin is the one that is looking us smack in the face. So yes. 
Yes, so that one is going to be done um, week after next will be put up for yeah. our show. All week about that. Fallon. Yes, and then we will be back into our live show, and we have some astrology things because we're kind of on a little astrology kick here. Mm-hmm. So that can Yeah, work and by out. then we'll be out of most of the retrogrades, so that'll be nice. Oh, boy, and, will uh, that. Yeah, it'll be lovely. Definitely. Definitely. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And um, let's see what else. You know, it's just I have to say that my daughter, I love Christmas. I love the holiday. Yeah. I And Phoenix has been in my house before, so when she saw it, it was like every place gets decorated. Well, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween is very similar, and yeah. I, of course, all my stuff is in storage, which I find amusing. You know, I keep saying, oh, I have that. Oh, it's in storage. Don't know where it is. Um, but my daughter has taken on this standard operation of her uh, decorating, and she has gone whole hog in the Halloween decoration, and she does that with Christmas, too. And I just yeah. look at it and I smile because she grew up with me doing that. But that doesn't always mean your child is going to do that. It just means that's what they're used to seeing, but they might not care about doing it that way. But she just gets into it. So um, it's just amazing. And, nice. of course, they're, they're going to do their trick-or-treat. And, you know, here it's um, – the mandate is just like, I guess, Santa Rosa and Sonoma, well, Santa Rosa specifically said outdoor trick or treating masks are suggest you know are required. Yeah. Um, you know, wash your hands, do sanitation, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, but so yeah, that's coming up. I you know, and again, I don't know because based on the weather, it might you know in two weeks we could have another storm. But I'm hoping for the sake of my granddaughter and everybody that it's you know clear. Here so they can do that, but I have yeah. no idea. I may go. I'm, I'm trying to decide, you know, what I want to go as because again, everything's in storage. So I may go with a hippie, <laughs> use some of my tie dye that I bought at your store. Um, nice. That's part of my. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with a guess. really unique one. I'm going to be a witch. So. Wow. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, so yeah, that's that's our, our goal. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely have a lot to talk about when we come back on. Yeah. But so thank you okay. all for listening, and we'll you know be back in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, happy Salin. Happy Salin, and we will see you on the radio show in two weeks live. Yay or three. Yay. Weeks. All right. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.